Mackie, what's happening as far as the weird news? All right, a pair of Michael Jordan's used underwear is heading to a new home. Good grief. <laughs> TMZ reports the light gray pair sold at Leland's auction on Saturday night for $2,784. Michael Jordan's underwear. Good. <laughs> Good grief. Are people out digging through his garbage to get his underwear now? Is that what's going on? While the undies had a clean, a dry cleaning tag attached to the auction listing, uh, they sh- said they show signs of definite use by the basketball legend. So he's actually worn. <laughs> he's actually worn the undies. They're sure of that, huh? Okay. I guess so. I must have some kind of certificate of auth. Maybe he gave him one. Maybe he know. did. Yeah, there's a pair of my underwear. How about that? Well, they're probably, you know, something for if it's a charity, and he's going, are you kidding? Yeah, you can have my old underwear. <laughs> what do I care? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it might be true. <laughs> Two North Carolina sisters mourning the loss of their mom. You can imagine kind of sad moment. They're at the funeral home. And then they're creeped out when they open the casket and see a different woman. Wearing their mother's clothes inside oh, the casket. A different woman. Yeah. Janetta Archer and Jennifer Taylor, they're at the uh, funeral home getting ready for the public viewing, and they notice the error. They informed the workers at the funeral home, but the funeral home workers insisted, no, that's your mom. So, so the daughters, eventually they figure out that mom is still in the embalming room. Oh, okay. And they point out. That's our mom. That's who's supposed to be in that dress. <laughs> so the uh, workers finally realized they had made a mistake and all was corrected in time for the public viewing, I guess. Okay. But good thing they were there for the early checkout, huh? Right. No kidding. Otherwise, what kind of a deal would that have been at the funeral viewing at the service? That would have been so weird. Yeah. Oh, she looks pretty good, but she looks completely Man, different. I don't remember why I'm looking like that. <laughs> wow. A Florida woman's once missing dog is now home after she hired a pet detective. Anita Maharaj told uh, uh, WPT Television in Florida she decided to hire Jamie Katz, pet detective, <laughs> after Milo escaped her Lake Worth uh, beach home in August. Katz, the pet detective, said she used flyers and online posts. Uh Uh-huh. Sure she did. Yeah. Incredible. I don't know how she thought of that. (laughs) Uh, Despite several dead-end leads, a West Palm Beach woman saw one of Katz's posts and called, saying she'd found him. Maharaj and Milo were reunited after 59 days, so that's pretty good. That is good. Yeah. And she thought of using the social media to actually try to find it. You know, when they, we have these stories about <laughs> the pets returning, you know. Yeah. After 60 days, two years. And, uh, you know, there's the cat ever thinking, why do you think I left in the first place? <laughs> maybe doesn't, maybe doesn't want to reunite. Maybe that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just having an adventure here. You can't say they didn't give fair warning. The owner of an industrial area in the U.K. next to a new housing estate has put up a sign that reads, We are industrial. We are noisy. We are smelly. 
we were here first. That's the sign outside of this big garage in an industrial area. Okay. The sign went viral on social media and a brochure for the new estate reads, If you love the rural charm of village life, yet need great city connections, then Staunton Gate is the ideal place for you. Okay. Uh-huh. The, uh, an employee of this industrial area says his boss put up the sign before the new houses were built in order to head off any complaints, as they do make a bit of noise, and the neighbors are largely okay with it. Yeah. But people shouldn't move next to an industrial estate if they have a problem with noise. Yeah. We get these stories pretty regularly on the show about, no, we were here first making our noise and right. being smelly. We build stuff. Yeah. So get used to it before you move into your new estate next door. Yeah, yeah. We've got quite the, quite the ground crew just a, just out our back door now working next door to us. Oh, man, yeah. That's a big project they got going. The Huge. Laying the footings and all those kind of things are happening. And Yeah, very cool to see the progress next door yeah, here yeah. in the Baxter Industrial Park. The working guys, I love that. Takes me back to my working guy days. On when I when I worked construction, I think it was safe to say I knew the the least on the crew about oh, what to do. I see. You were waiting for your instructions daily. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been on jobs like that. Yeah, just tell me what to do. I'm right here. Yeah, it's not good though because yeah, they're kind of natural. They got a team. They got, got a flow. team. Got it. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What am I supposed to be what doing? What do you want me to do? <laughs> Mackie, what's up as far as the weird news goes this morning? All right. A medical journal, journal describes how a Chinese man died after drinking 1.5 liters of Coca-Cola in 10 minutes. Uh, clinics at the Research in Heptology and gast, uh, Gastroenterology report the 22-year-old downed the soda to stay cool but later reported to a Beijing hospital with severe stomach pain. After conducting tests, hospital staff say a buildup of gas in his intestine and a portal vein prevented oxygen from reaching his liver. Wow. Weird. Despite efforts to revive him, uh, the man died 18 hours later. However, some experts say that the soda may have just contributed to something he already had, perhaps a uh, bacterial infection. Oh, yeah. One, one well, point. a bubble of gas and bacterial yeah. infection are two different things. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And 1.5 liters, I mean, that's not an extraordinary amount, is no, it? No, I don't think so. I mean, probably seen a lot of people with two-liter bottles in their hands over the years. Yeah. And thinking, that's a lot of pop, but it's not so much that you would kill yourself. Right. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. The one thing about the highly carbonated, if you pour it in a glass, it is easier to drink than straight out of the bottle because you're drinking all that, all the bubbles right out of the bottle. Fewer carbonations. Fewer mm-hmm. carbonations. Is that the, is that, that's not the right term. Sorry. We're going to run with it though. <laughs> uh, I had to look this, the word up because I really didn't know about it, but it's a uh, charcuterie. It's a, uh, the board where it's like a, a chopping up of cold meat to use for snacks. Sounds like something you put out at Christmas time, Mackie. 
you know, get the nice spiced sausage maybe, you slice it up and yeah. open it up. The charcuterie board. Well, it's been popular for a while. Now a group of New York foodies have broken a Guinness World Record for assembling a 315-foot charcuterie board. The group, 315 foodies, yeah, assembled the board on Sunday in Little Falls. This is Little Falls, New York. Yeah. The board uh, more than doubled the previous record, which was set at 150 feet by a Chicago firm in September of 2019. The meats and cheeses were split into servings after the record was broken and served to spectators that purchased tickets to watch it come together, (laughs) evidently. They had tickets sold for this event. I didn't know that creating a charcuterie board was a uh, spectator event, Mackie. No. 315 feet, so think it's a football field, essentially. Yeah. 100 yards. Of uh, all kinds of snack tray. See, now there. That's the browse effect that, for you. That's what we're looking for right yeah. there. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a real true eating champion. <laughs> to be able yeah. to spend the whole day at the 315-foot yeah. charcuterie right. Yeah, board. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Little meat, little cheese, little cracker. Yeah. A little more meat, a little cheese, a little right. cracker. Oh, Nathan's hot dogs, you know, in 10 minutes. What's that? Yeah. I want to go, you know, it's like... It's the, the full day browse. Let's go dawn to dusk on this thing. Let's go. <laughs> Who's got who? The full day browse, exactly. <laughs> All right. Hawaiian police officer is being recognized for saving a man's life after he was attacked by a wild pig. Oof. A Kona Crime Prevention Committee says a man was experiencing significant blood loss wow. after sustaining large lacerations to his thigh and calf during the attack in June. Wild boar, man. Uh, that's when the uh, island of Hawaii police officer Dustin Medeiros came in, applied a tourniquet to the man's leg, and stopped the bleeding. The committee says Medeiros was able to keep his composure while acting quickly in a life-saving, a life-threatening situation. Yeah, very Yikes. cool. So yeah. the officer gets recognized. The guy got attacked by a wild pig. How scary would that be? Yeah, and I'm guessing, you know, the horns thing, too, probably right. ripped into his thigh. Well, they're just nasty. They can be very aggressive. Man. This could wind up on, a, you know, Hawaii Five O maybe next season. Could, yeah, possibly, yeah. Is Hawaii Five O still on? I was wondering that after I ran on to NCIS Hawaii. Hawaii, Hawaii. yeah. Another Is that Hawaii. replacing... Hawaii Five O is Hawaii Five O done? Can you replace Dano and McGarrett? I don't know. I don't think you can. Here's uh, another weird story this morning with animals involved. You may uh, think otters are cute, but it doesn't mean they aren't wild animals. The city of Anchorage, Alaska, is warning locals to beware of aggressive river otters. There's a sign you don't want to see along the roadway. Right. <laughs> Beware of aggressive river otters. On Friday, the Alaska Department of Fish and Game officially released the warning after a woman, a child, and at least two dogs were attacked by otters in the last month. Wow. The ADFG, the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, said because of the risk to uh, public safety efforts, we'll make uh, to locate this group of uh, river otters and remove them. They're, they're going to try to move these guys. The river otters. Yeah. They add that otter attacks against humans are usually rare, and while it's not clear if it's the same group of otters causing the issue, 
The Anchorage Press notes, river otters may travel long distances over land or by utilizing interconnected waterways, meaning it could be the same group that's responsible for all the attacks. Officials say that they'll be careful to only go after otters exhibiting unusual behaviors. They're trying not to disturb them in general, but they're going to try to move these nasty ones away. So this is a little bit similar to uh, the monkey the monkey tufts in France for the uh-huh. where the braise and smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, otters, a gang of otters. Mm-hmm. Suppose they have a tattoo, or yeah, you know, maybe wear the headband as an otter. Maybe a suspicious tree across the road, hoping you know you'll get out of your car. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange deal. <laughs> Mackie, what do you have going in the weird news today? An emu is back with its owner after taking a nature stroll through Fort Collins, Colorado. Lydia McCracken told KDVR Television she was walking her dog with her grandparents at the McMurray Natural Area when the large flightless bird walked up to them. Emus are pretty intimidating, yeah, I think. Tall as you are. McCracken said the bird seemed very social but noted her dog was disturbed by the bird's presence. I'll uh-huh. bet. Yeah. I'll bet. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. She said she called animal control. They were able to catch the emu. Emus are legal to own as pets, so it was taken back to its owner's home. So they're just in the natural area, which yeah. is where the emu wandered to after it got out yeah, of the yard. Yeah, it's like I'm yeah. going for a walk. That looks kind of nice over there. Yeah. Looks like home over here. That's that some kind of a park. <laughs> Florida man visited a car dealership to look at uh, a used Jeep Wrangler and found one that had all the features he was looking for and one he didn't really expect. A 2010 model had four-wheel drive, six-speed to manual transmission, and a naked woman in the back seat. Evidently. Yeah, that's different. Having a little fun with herself, it sounds like. Oh, okay. Wow. Knowing that uh, one of those things didn't belong there, he told a sales associate (laughs) who called the police. Manager of the dealership informed officers that he found the 37-year-old Alexis King naked and, uh, you know, having a little uh, fun, evidently. Okay, yeah. Arrested and charged, burglary, criminal mischief, indecent exposure, providing police with a false name. Vehicle endured an estimated uh, $1,300 in damages because of needing a real thorough cleaning. Evidently. Oh, I see, yeah. 1300 bucks. They figured is the value on getting things cleaned okay. up again there. Yeah. And I'm guessing this guy probably didn't want to buy it after having witnessed that. I have the car detailed for you. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. We live in a strange world, Mackie. There's that little, there's that, there's that little kind of game. Which one of these doesn't belong? Which one of these doesn't belong? Throw three or four yeah. pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prove you're not a bot. Which one of these doesn't belong? I, I think it's her. <laughs> a Jack Ter- uh, Jack Russell Terrier is traveling round trip now to make it into the record books. On Friday, a pup named Macho. Uh, made a mad dash around the bases at Dodger Stadium in 21.6 seconds, making him the fastest dog in history to run the bases at a Major League Baseball stadium. The previous record was 24 seconds. In order for it to count, Macho had to touch every base. Mm. 
So his trainer attached a, a small balloons to each uh, each one to keep him motivated. A judge with the Guinness uh, Book of Records flew from New York to L.A. to time Macho's run. The good boy was rewarded with his record-breaking achievement with a prime rib dinner. Nice. Yeah, bet he enjoyed that. Yeah, that's pretty. Jack Russell Terriers, they're not that big. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Speeding around the bases, 21 seconds. Making sure that he touches every base. (laughs) Committing a uh, theft in front of plenty of people that's probably not the smartest person in the world. Inconspicuous is kind of what you're going for when you're uh, ripping things off. I would think so. Generally speaking. Mm -hmm. 41-year-old Tampa Bay man wearing a red Rob Gronkowski Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey. He stole two watches from Walmart and walked out of the store. Police were called. We're given a very precise description of the thief. Okay. As you can imagine, people recognize the Ron Gronkowski jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in Tampa. Right. Officers then searched around the perimeter of the store and noticed a red Gronkowski jersey peeking out from the bushes right outside the store. <laughs> Found Lewis hiding there. He was arrested and charged with theft and resisting arrest. Yeah. He didn't even leave the the parking lot? Maybe that was part of his plan, that they would say, well, who do you think stole the watches? And the people would go, I think Rob Gronkowski stole them. It was like a Halloween He costume. figured it was a decoy. It was a good decoy. Yeah. Yeah. Gronk. Gronk was... Yeah, Gronk. I had nothing to do with this. Gronk <laughs> was in here stealing watches. What's <laughs> happening in the weird news, Mackie? Well, I got a few things. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is revealing that he bought his dog fake testicles. What? Speaking on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, he said his veterinarian introduced him to the idea of after encouraging him to get his seven-year-old dog neutered. Uh, The actor revealed he originally said no, but then changed his mind the night before the surgery. Mm. He said he ended up uh, getting his German shepherd uh, nudicles, which are (laughs) testicle implants made from silicone, Okay, uh, to allow the pet to keep his (laughs) self-esteem. Yeah, I guess that's it. Well, you love your dog. Night before the surgery, you're thinking, oh, boy. Yeah. I hate to do this to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there are options, I guess. Yeah. Right. Get the fake, uh, get the nudicles. The old Far Side cartoon where the dog is in the car and the cat is sitting on the stoop. Yeah. And the dog is taunting the cat, yelling out the window, I'm going to get tutored. I'm going to get tutored. <laughs> Dog thinks it's a really good deal. Cat just smiles at him. (laughs) River of drugs blamed on Glastonbury urinators is the headline on this story. This is something I thought I'd never read, but evidently they've proven it somehow. Researchers in England studying dangerous levels of ecstasy and cocaine in the White Lake River believe they've figured out the source, and they say it's the Glastonbury Festival. Huge concert area over there, Glastonbury Festival. The annual music and performing arts festival attracts about 200,000 people, so it's giant. Yeah. The scientists believe that public urination during the 2019 event is responsible for high levels of drugs found in the river, which runs right next to the festival grounds. (laughs) 
The ground so saturated with people peeing right. that it's getting into the river, and now there's high levels of uh, ecstasy and cocaine in the river. The BBC reports that concentrations of MDMA and cocaine in the water had quadrupled the week following the festival. A spokesperson for the festival said, We are aware that the biggest threat to our waterways and the wildlife for which they are they provide a habitat, comes from festival, festival goers urinating on the land. Wow. Bizarre. Yeah. That is. I, how, they've got portable toilets, right? I'm sure they do. Let's hope so. A festival like that? They've got to have banks and banks of portable toilets. Right. But in the middle of the night, evidently, it's easier to step outside your tent and whiz. Right. And you hear the, you know, <laughs> you know, you hear the river flowing. <laughs> well, yeah. And you're thinking, uh oh, yeah, I got to go again. <laughs> the sound of water makes you want to go some more. <laughs> A resigned Arkansas fire captain is uh, claiming involuntary intoxication as his defense in a casino fight last month. Benjamin Snodgrass was charged with battery. Uh, for a fight outside the Oaklawn Casino in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Before the alleged attack, the victim, who was Asian, um, had said Snodgrass told him he didn't belong in this country. Snodgrass' defense says he consumed 10 alcoholic beverages and then was dosed with a hallucinogen. So he's claiming he didn't... Somebody dropped something on him, is what he's saying. After his 10 drinks. Yeah. Uh, adding first responders of Garland County failed him. <laughs> However, prosecutors say there's no yeah. evidence that Snodgrass was drugged and that he may have willingly taken the MDMA and forgotten about it. I had, see. Because he'd already had at least 10 alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Snodgrass is scheduled to appear in court again on October the 1st. What are the chances MDMA shows up in two stories in one morning yeah. back to back? Pretty fun day at the casino. A Danish artist was loaned $85,000 to complete a work of art for a museum. So, with eighty-five grand, he thought, I think I'll just pocket this money and call it art. Okay. So here's the deal. <laughs> Kusten uh, Museum of Modern Art in Denmark, they paid the grant to artist Jens Hanning, expecting a piece for an exhibition representing annual wages for uh, average Danes. That's the exhibit. He ended up turning in two empty frames titled the piece Take the Money and Run. That's actually what he named it. Okay. Museum officials are hoping Hanning returns the money, but he is committed to his art, it says. Oh, sure. And uh, says, of course I will not pay it back. The work is that I took the money and I will not give it back. That's the work. I'm a, I'm a thief. Right. And that's evidently art in this guy's okay. mind. Yeah. And so he's not giving the money back. Well, performance art, maybe. Sculpture and or artwork, no. I don't know. Yeah. You don't get to steal money. <laughs>
Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Shred is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hour. Select or request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.